0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chinwag podcast. Uh, and today we're, 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 we're a bit more intimate with uh, just the two of us for a rather more intimate topic, and that is romance movies. And so the sparks will be flying between myself and my date for the night. Sam, say hello.
1: Hello and Welcome. Thank you for being my date for this evening, Solo.
0: Oh, come on, man. You know I wouldn't miss it.
1: I appreciate that, even though you uh, almost did.
0: Yeah, it's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit... He, of, was, uh, he I almost was bit stood as, me up. As Mr. Taylor used to say, I was a bit tardy for this one.
1: <laughs> he was Mr. Um, Taylor, someone from your school.
0: Oh, he, yeah, he was this, He was a teacher in my secondary school, but he had, like, he, he used to just use, like, a huge vocabulary, so he used to always say you were tardy instead of late, because, you know, that was, like, that's the old school term for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to uh, say, I, I, I've heard that in, like, American shows and stuff, but I've yeah. never heard anyone actually say it to me. And it's for fancy pricks. <laughs> ah, okay. Anyways,
0: <laughs> speaking of fancy <laughs> pricks, um, mm. yeah. We're going to get into a couple, I guess we're going to get into a couple films that we like from the genre and also just kind of discussing the genre in general. So like the, one of the films I wanted to talk about, which is a favourite of mine, is the film Troy from 2004. Because it's, I mean, I love all of the classic Greek artists, well, I mean, the Odyssey is the sequel to the Iliad. So this you know Homer's Iliad becomes the movie Troy and essentially the whole story the crux of the story is a romance plot. It's Paris of Troy and Helen of Sparta fall in love and she comes back to him back with him to Troy. And actually there's even like a fa- I mean the famous expression which is uh a face that would launch a thousand battleships what actually comes from this story because the King of Sparta and Memnon, his brother literally launch a fleet of a thousand battleships to invade Troy because of this, this love story. But the more like the more interesting one I find is because it, because this, this is a film that has a lot of romance plots because it's, I mean, it's, it's a classic, Greek story you know they love a good romance mm. as do we oh yeah and um yeah it's, it's a, well actually it's Brad Pitt plays Achilles uh, and Achilles is like he's the he's the hero of this story he's a demigod and he falls in love with I, I always forget the name of the woman in this in the like what her character's called in the film because in the Iliad. This is actually, it's actually a gay romance that develops between, like it's Achilles falls in love with a priest, like a male priest at the temple of Apollo. Except I think just because it was Hollywood in 2004, they were like, I don't think Brad Pitt can be in love with a man. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, we don't want to break the hearts of all the women watching. And well, I suppose for that, it would, it would, Sell the dreams of many men watching, but I think they had to they had to yeah. play they had to play that one a different way. But yeah, yeah so, so yeah, so that's yeah, so that's the second and biggest. That's the actually no no. I'd say Paris and Helen is the biggest one because it's like the plot essentially. Then just because Achilles is the main character, this is like his romance plot. But then you also see. Um Paris' brother Hector is you, you get a completely different romance relationship between him and his wife because he's very much the like he's he's like the epitome of like the devoted husband kind of thing, which like that him and his wife are so like madly in love and devoted to each other they're the two halves of the same coin kind of thing. Like there's there's no like yeah, yeah there's no sense of inequity in their relationship. Like they're completely one and one. So it's like, it's very much like the pure love. Then you have the passionate love, which is Paris and Helen. And then I guess, and then what the tragic love is Achilles is and uh, the pre, well, priestess in the movie. So you get all essentially you get all three of like, I, I guess all three of the, if it, at their core, like the three possible arcs you can get in a romance, which is you know yeah. tragic, de- devoted, or lust kind of thing, and yeah, you only and, usually
1: um, get one, like, mm. or like they usually well, it's rare you see all, all three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's it's another one of the
0: things that makes this film so good as like as well as being. Mm. The story like the iliad like one of i think yeah yeah i think it is homer um i just want yeah so it's like a just that classic greek drama and like that's really the foundation of what we what has become like theater has become film has become media or storytelling even yeah it's a brilliant great film
1: and and also in ancient Greece, mm. yeah. Yes. We love it. it. We Troy, love a bit Troy of history. I'm not um, Troy is the the one with like the Trojan Horse part and everything like that as well. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. That's um, a, yeah. yeah, like Odysseus. Actually, yeah, funnily enough, I, I forgot another feature by Sean Bean on this podcast. Sean Bean plays hey. Odysseus, who's the one that comes up with the plan of the Trojan Horse
1: that sneaks the army into Troy. James. yeah i've seen troy before um a while ago it's a long film right
0: yeah maybe like what is it like two and a two half hours, hours, hours or something I, I i'm pretty sure yeah. it's over two, but i'm not sure how like by how much but i love that movie like i i
1: guess i would put that down on like a list of favorites okay yeah. That's the, I I liked it as a kid, but I think I was always just... I was there for the battles, you know? I wasn't there for... Mm. Well, to see through the layers and see all these different love arcs
0: yeah.
1: that are happening within it. Oh, I mean, as a kid, you don't really care for that sort of thing. <laughs> but no, I'll have to watch as a more educated adult, and maybe mm-hmm. I might I might spot a bit more to it. I might
0: yeah. en- no, enjoy it's, it. It's funny, because, like... Thinking about it being younger, I know this is gonna sound this is gonna sound quite odd. Well, maybe it wasn't coming from me, but like Greek mythology was one of like the earliest kind of like nerd things I got into because we used to yeah, like yeah. travel to Greece a lot on holiday because my grandma and like my, my grandparents used to live out there, and so we would always okay. buy like these books of Greek mythology whenever we were in the airport. So it's like, I've always I've always loved these stories, which are like part of the reason I love this film so much.
1: Uh. There see, was uh, a fandom cause, yeah, for Greek cause... mythology. <laughs> mm. And this, cause, yeah, because Achilles is the Donny. He gets killed with his heel, right?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it, it's when they when his mother. Um, dipped him in a river. I can't, yeah, I can't remember his mum's name, but it's like she dips him in like immortality goo, but she has to hold him by the heel to put him in. So it's like he has one weak point. That's the heel, and that's that's why like they literally on your body it's literally called the Achilles heel. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Achilles tendon. Sorry.
1: Mm. That's like right at your ankle, right?
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, he gets shot like be, three arrows um... to the ankle, and that takes him out.
1: I've heard it's brutal to uh, snap your Achilles tendon. Apparently, it's like one of the worst yeah. things imaginable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, on that on that note, <laughs> do you want to do you um, want to pick up the mood of it with a yeah, well? I mean, a lovely tale fair,
1: yourself. I'm going um, to. Picking it up into even more despair because whereas (laughs) my and I've mentioned it before on the podcast, my favorite film of all time is Little Manhattan. Um, Mm. I might have gone into it before on the podcast, like what it's about. Yeah, I I think you did like once or twice mention Mm. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Josh Hutcherson. For a lot of you might know Peter from Hunger Games. Um, He was in Sephora. He's been in Journey to the Center of the Earth. He's been in He's been in so many different kind of um so many different kind of um films uh but he so he's playing and this was one of his first roles he's playing a young boy that lives in New York his parents are recently divorced um well they're just going through divorce and he's just you know just, just being a kid really uh and it's all. Um, it's all based along the idea. Uh, well, it's just young love, really young love in New York and basically the romance between two, 10 year olds and whatnot. This isn't a nice ending though. This is a tragedy. Um, (laughs) which makes it even more brutal because he's like 10 (laughs) years old. Um, and you've got, yeah. So like he, he falls in love with a girl over summer. Um, Starts. In, he's at that weird age where you know. Well, what a lot of kids are. Um, I was never really in this. To be honest, I don't know about you. I never really had the girls or yicky phase. You know, I wasn't. I was never really that bothered well, in it. Like, I never it, found it girls. Yicky is in school. like
0: girls are bad.
1: Yeah, do you know when you're like six and that and seven and, or uh, whatever, you, know, and you go through that phase where like everyone's like, here girls." No, nah, like, I I cool, do remember it, but it, for
0: me it was like like it would get thrown around the playground. But I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I I, I knew. Uh, let's just say but I knew you, I wasn't gay at a very young age.
1: <laughs> you was, you was the pimp of the playground, the, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. oh God, I actually remember in in year two, like. In, I think it was like year one or year two I was terrible for trying to like like I was terrible for just staring at girls across the like classroom and shit
1: <laughs> uh, right yes. uh, zero you game you, you were just <laughs> you are you're, you uh, you're ahead of your time um for <laughs> for all of that um but yeah I mean and you know like every, all of his friends are like none of them are into into girls or anything like that and he's you know Falling in love with this girl. Uh, He joins karate, just so that he can spend more time with her. Um, And it just ends brutally, man. I mean, you're proper following it along. He goes out for dinner with her and her family. And, yeah, it all seems like it's, it's all building up. And you're like, go on, tell her your feelings, tell her your feelings kind of thing. And she's going off to camp, mate. She's not gonna be back, you know what I mean? It ends it's fucking savage, man. It's so savage how it ends, but I just I think this film set me up from a young age to be like, all right, yeah, love is love is not something you wanna mess about with. Like that is not you know, I mean, that is a scary scary world you don't wanna get into if you can help it. Um
0: Well, you know, yeah. I mean, love is scary, that's why it's so often a tragedy.
1: One hundred percent. This is the thing, I think it's weird because like you see when when you see them kids films, I, guess I suppose it is a kids' film, I think it is a PG. Um Right. Love love might be a side little theme that's going on. You mm. know, there's if there's usually in kids' films, if there's uh, a male and a female lead or whatever and they're not related usually something develops whether it's a small crush or you know they hold yeah, hands yeah. or they they kiss each other on the cheek by the end of it or whatnot. Um that's usually a side plot to maybe an adventure thing like like a Jumanji kind of thing or like goosebumps or whatever but like it, this is all based on love and this is like the crazy thing cause he, he's, he's 10 years old you know and he's like yeah. going through the motions <laughs> um and it's, it's just, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting take on it. Um, it was nice it being, with it being my favorite film, I went, when I went to New York, I went round to look at all the locations they filmed in and stuff, uh, yeah. which was, which was really fun. Um, it's, we... it's so good, man.
0: Yeah. Huh? No, I, uh, I was just going to say, we did that with the, uh. When we went to New York, we went down to find locations they used in The Godfather.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that a bit of a different vibe, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> I bet there's a fair few. To be well, this is the mm. thing, actually, though. This Because like, when I went was, what, 2018, uh, Little Manhattan's 2005, so it would have been filmed in, like, 2004. And, like, near enough all the businesses that are featured in the film, other than your big ones, none of them are there anymore, you know? Yeah. Like you can go to the exact corner; it tells you where it is, but you can't go in. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think actually, you know what? One of my favorite, uh, actually, coincidentally, also from a ro- kind of a romance film. Uh, in Big, you know they have the floor. Have you oh, seen Big? with yeah, comments? yeah. There's the yeah. floor yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, Did you do that as well? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what New- yeah. Big's the one where he's at the where he's he goes to the that weird thing at the theme park, right?
0: Yeah, the Zoltar. Like
1: he went the Zoltar. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Then him yeah. and his boy are just rocking round, and he's like six foot. Like, well, he's, he's Tom mm. Hanks, and he. <laughs> yeah, God, I love yeah. that movie. I love that movie. That is a great film. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I, I. As I don't know, upon like with complexity, it's not the most. Yeah, it's not too elaborate of a love story. It's just your stereotypical like. Well, you're just your standard high primary school love story, I guess. But like, mm. I think that's what hits so hard with it. Is like, um, it's your first love, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's like a all, sense of innocence one. to it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess innocence lost, innit? Savage. Ugh. 100 percent! Yeah, man, like that kid learned. That kid learned from a young age, not to yeah, not to play around. Yeah. Well, you got another example for us.
0: Yeah. Well, the other one, the other one I wanted to talk about, and it's one. It's one of the ones that like. I found like I I only saw this film for the first time. The two thousand nineteen. And I had only just gotten into Kevin Smith like at the start of that year. And I just, this movie is now one of my favorite fucking films, which is More Rats. And okay. it's, it's, it's so, it's one of those ones where it's just, it's so, it's so funny. But ultimately, th- I mean, through the weird, style of kevin smith's humor it is still at its core a romance story like the whole like there's this whole basically it takes place in a mall in new jersey and okay. um what's his name uh michael Rooker, is the dad of of the the girl that like the main character well well there's two main characters there's t.s who I can't remember the the actor's name that plays him, and then there's Brody, which is Jason Lee, and I, I love Jason Lee. And it, actually, funnily enough, this is one of those films where it's like I can look at like, I like I look at like how much of a fucking nerd like Jason Lee is in this film, and Hang like there's part Jason of it where Lee. I'm like, this is my this is me.
1: <laughs> Jason Lee yeah.
0: is he the guy from Dodge Syndrome? Ford? Oh. Is he is he in dodgeball? No, 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 he's not in dodgeball. He's he's syndrome in incredibles. And if well, you've an ever an seen My film Name G. is L, he's the main
1: he's L. He's Earl. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't even know the that, that L from My Name was L was syndrome, which is a yeah. bit disturbing. Um now yeah. I think about it. Yeah. But yeah, okay. but anyway,
0: yeah, but this this film is like it's this it's is right, so life. I, well, yeah, there's well, there's parts of it that are because, like, Jason Lee is such a fucking idiot character in it, and there's like there's parts of that that I'm like, yeah, I've I'm easily this much of a fucking fool, like, <laughs> eat on a daily basis. And but essentially, the whole, the whole story is so Brody and his girlfriend break up at the start, and TS and his girlfriend both break up at the start, and so they're like, all right, fuck it. You know, let's just, no, Brody's like, oh, you know, fuck it. Like, we don't need them. Let's just go to the mall. And, and Michael Rooker, who is one of the girls' dads, is putting on, like, a game show there that's like a... I, d- I don't know how you describe it. It's like... Uh, it's Oh, yeah, no, it's kind of like a, it's like a blind date game show thing. So his ex-girlfriend is the female contestant, and there's going to be three, con- like boys that like she's gonna leave on a blind date with one of them by the end and so that's like okay yeah yeah so that's gonna be yeah so so it's like that's kind of going on over the course of the and they they're like trying to sabotage it and shit and at the end they the two of them get onto the stage and of course like you know they get they get the girls back both of them and um Ben Affleck gets taken to jail for being a predator <laughs> oh shit yeah yeah it's like he he's runs the um, uh,
1: I think it's it, it, like the male it, it, I don't
0: know He like it's like a male clothing shop or something and he there's like the girl in it who's writing a book about sex and she's 15 so she's sleep, like having sex with people all at a different age and he was one of them and but obviously, if she shit. was only 15. So he's like, "Oh, like, Officer, this man had sex with this 15 year old. And they have to, like, and then he gets just arrested at the end. Because he's trying to, like, sleep with Brody's ex girlfriend. And so that's how he just gets rid of him. Because he's like, Hey, get this guy out of here. <laughs>
1: you're, you're a nonce. Yeah, Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, it's like, it, it's, it sounds extreme. But it's like, it's that classic, just, it's that Kevin Smith Comedy, sense yeah. of humor where it's just, very, it is very much like, Dumb shit. Like I like he. I think like three times, as Silent Bob, he like falls into like a lady, like the same girl, like getting chained in the changing room, and he just like falls in while she's just half naked, and he gets like slapped and thrown out. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so much fucking dumb shit. But it's a it's it's a great, it's a great film all over. But it's but it's a classic. As as much as it is very, it has that unique Kevin Smith style sense of humor. It's very much like classic rom-com shit. Like when you break down the plot to what it is, because it's like, you know, oh, they've broken up with the girlfriend at the start of the film, like the both of them have. And they're like, oh, well, we don't need him. And it's like, okay, yeah, but of course we know where this is going. And they both have to have like their little like redeeming moments over the course of the day. Actually, yeah, like Stan, this is Stan Lee's first like film cameo is in this because he's signing oh, shit, comics really? at the more yeah yeah and he like he meets Jason Lee at the end. He's just like he like gives him some advice that makes he's
1: like yeah you know what I am gonna get her back.
0: Oh, it's there's oh, so it's... much to love in this film. Sorry. I just, so uh, what year, pretty...
1: what year is this? What year is this? Um ninety
0: ninety five. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, Damn. it's a it's a banger there.
1: Like. I have to have a look up for it, you know, cause I, it's one of them that I've heard in conversation before, but I've never, I've never known really what it was, isn't it? Mm.
0: Um, well, it's, no, I, found, I don't know.
1: It sounds like a
0: decent one. Yeah, there's. I think it's one of those films that I think like. There'll never be a time when you put it on and don't enjoy it. Like it's it's mm. one of those ones where it's always, or at least it feels like it's always going to be a good film. Like I can't envision a time when I'm like, oh fuck it, I don't want to watch that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have to do it next feel. time. I'm having a low day. Find mm. more rats.
0: Yeah, man. What what's uh what's, a, what's mm. your um. What's the second? What's the second film you're bringing, bringing to talk about?
1: Oh, to be fair, um, oh, so I, I, my second film I'd decided, but um, I'd kind of put it with going into what we were going to discuss about just teen romance kind of things. So I was going to go for another film that. Well, was meant a lot to me growing up. Um there's a yeah, film yeah. called Nikonora's Infinite Playlist. Um and it I watched that one of my it was based off a recommendation of one of my friends and it's like Michael Sarah just after Superbad. It might have even been just before Superbad actually. Might have no, been two thousand and six. Um but it just follows this um it's just a teen teen love story really that's like uh, about these two, this lad and this girl who have met by chance, kind of thing, and then they just keep into, they just keep intertwine Their stories keep intertwining throughout a night, right? And it's all kind of based around music, and I don't know, like music's the central point of their their relationship or whatnot. Um, the fact that they both like, you know, like the same music and. It's, well, to be fair, Ed, like, yeah, I won't get too far, too much into it. Cause like, it got me thinking from there and this is what made me spiral. Um, and me and Sola were discussing before. I feel like when I was younger, uh, well, when I was a teenager, like coming into what, 2010, I'd have been just turned 13. Um, mm. which may make some listeners feel old. Some may make some feel young. Um, <laughs> Whatnot, but yeah. So I was turning thirteen in two thousand and ten, and I was, in my opinion, luckily enough for a lot of people who are just hating for no reason, to be part of the whole Twilight era and that teen romance.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: even know. Five years? Shamefully,
0: I I got really into Twilight when it came out, like the first one. I was like, yeah, this was great, and then like I never watched any of the other ones.
1: Oh, don't be a, you know? What, I'm not even I'm not even ashamed. Of it. I read the books. I'm a big fan of all the films. I actually oh, did a word. marathon uh, two or three months ago. Yeah, you know me, man. Harry Potter, Twilight, yeah. all that kind of yeah, thing.
0: No, I hear it. I I'm, I, I'm, I love um, I love a good vampire story. I mean, you know me and my classic monsters. You know, true. I, keep, I put true. Them, I wear I, them
1: around my neck sometimes. <laughs> True. Although, uh, to be honest, I'm I'm siding with the werewolves. I'm not gonna lie in the Twilight story. Oh, um, I see.
0: I I don't know but... enough about the
1: politics. <laughs> oh, it gets hella <laughs> heated, bro. Um, but um, I've, this and then, like, as we were discussing before, I have never really tied them together. But I guess you could just dis- you could look at films such as like American Pie, Super Bad, Sex Drive. Mm. All of these comedy coming of age films about people losing virginities and whatnot, I guess they're love love stories I guess they are the juxtaposition of a love story in comparison to your Twilight films and
0: yeah, yeah, I guess you i- i guess they they kind of it is one of those ones where it's like that they're, they're bo- because they're both. they're they're like they're contrasting in how they like present it but they're both about the same thing and it's like and very much like with or at least i would say with something like like coming of age as the genre i think if if not like for sure there is at least elements of like romance and not always sex but like That element is always at play within the coming of age plot because it's just, it is, it is the, it's part of it. Well, it's part, I guess it's part of that the narrative of just like maturity in general. Like, you have to like learn to love to, you know, I I guess, at at the very least, you have to learn to love yourself (laughs) to come of age and mature.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, they do. Hmm. That's the thing, I feel like. Well, for for a good five years, oh, all... and I don't, I don't know if it's because like Edwards meant to be some two hundred year old vampire or whatnot, but all of these teen romance films where you had f- fandoms appear from it, I guess, mm. like your vamp- Vampire Diaries, your, you know, you know, I mean, there's don't wrong, yeah. right, American Pie has a fan base, but I wouldn't say it has a fandom same with super yeah, yeah. it doesn't I have hear, a yeah. thing you you haven't got people going off and writing fan fictions about it afterwards <laughs> you know whereas with twilight and i mean twilight if you went on was it tumblr oh, i yeah. imagine in 2011 you c- can't avoid twilight fault in our stars um, supernatural <laughs> supernatural like all yeah all of that kind of stuff right. and people just ran away with it you know like people people were obsessed with it
0: i think yeah but like i guess that that's kind of like a testimony to the to i guess maybe not related yeah you know i i I would say it's relatability because even though there are like i guess it's like when we were talking about the sci-fi stuff last episode like you still relate to these stories and like and the fandom much how it is with like that period of the coming of age, like young adult adaptation stuff that has a, like a culture of fandom around it the same way that like something like a sci-fi or fantasy franchise might. And it hmm. it, it really, yeah. And it, it just, it shows how much that's had like the effect on people because, yeah. Cause I mean like even I, like I liked the first one, even though, like I like actually I wanted to see the second one, but I just never fucking got around to it. Cause I was a lazy cunt and still am. Yeah. But <laughs> they, but those are engrossing. And like particularly when you're the target audience, like you just did. I mean, hmm. did you just do this twilight marathon recently? What are you saying?
1: Yeah. Uh, literally uh-huh. when we had to isolate because one of my housemates had COVID. So November, hmm. mid November, um, hmm. We did a uh, we did a little marathon.
0: Yeah, well, I got yeah. Like that that shows how well they like even now that you're you're not the the target audience anymore. Mm. They've stuck
1: with you. Very true. Oh, don't you know what? To be fair, it's interesting. You should say that because on rewatch, I mean, I watched them a lot around the twenty twelve twenty thirteen time till when they finished and then i haven't seen them since kind of thing but in my head i've always loved them you know i'm a big fan of the books as well the books are very well written but then on rewatch this time i am finding myself annoyed by certain characters you know stuff that you just didn't see before and you're just like oh you're just so moany in it like yeah just just grow up, kind of, oh, just, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I'm actually, I can see why people hate on it. I mean, it will always have a place in my heart, but I can see why people are hating on it. And I guess that's because I'm just not the target audience.
0: I get that. Like, I remember I had that with my my friend, (laughs) my friend Shay got into Star Trek, like, a couple years ago. And, like, Mm. and because I was, like, I'm a total Trekkie, I was like, oh, yeah, you should come around and watch it together. It'll be great. And so we were sitting there watching it and she was just like, oh yeah, this is so funny. And I was just like, what? And she was just like, oh yeah, don't think it's a le- like, and she was like laughing. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? And she was just like, I just think the, effect, like, like she was laughing at it at first. And I was just like, what? where because I, I, like, I was completely yeah. like, what, what do you mean? And she was just like, you do realize this is just like, that's like styrofoam shit that people are like knocking over. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. yeah. And you like you kind of miss that objectivity when you become so engrossed in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but from, from on a from like another person's perspective, like mm. they can yeah, see. Yeah, You know, they're not they're not blinded by the love for trust me the, the media. Yeah,
0: man.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think that as well as like to be fair though, actually that that begs a question. Do you think so I remember a big thing for a lot of people was the fact that Robert Patterson had been cast as Edward? Um I know right. that was a big big pull in for a lot of teenage girls, you know, kind of thing. So oh. do you think a romance, especially these kind of era, do you think their main pool is their lead lead actor, actresses? T- I mean, I would
0: say yes, but it's, I find when, when like a story is predominantly a romance story, like when it's not cut, even though something like Twilight is, you know, supernatural romance, I would, I would put that in the same kind of category as something of like, you know, like the Fifty Shades stories, where it's like, this is just, this just is romance and that's it. And I think those kind of stories are like they're a bit. They tend to actually be a bit weak on substance, to like I mean like story substance to play into the romance and like the whole Wuthering Heights bullshit on it.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, to to be interesting, you should say that because I don't know how factually correct this is, but one of my housemates was telling me that Fifty Shades of Grey started off as a Twilight fan fiction. That would, like, oh, I, I really know, hope I don't, that's I don't true. Know, I hope it's true as well. I don't... Uh, yeah, I can't even check right now, but if mm. that is true, man, that, that's kind of crazy. And it's weird that you should make the comparison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> without knowing <laughs> kind that of showed... thing. Yeah, having yeah. not
0: read either. I, you know, it, like, I, well, I guess I'm basing it off of what I know about the films in how, like, yeah. everyone I know that has seen all of... I, uh, how many... I mean, I don't know how many Fifty Shades films there are. I know there's at least two. I think there's three. There's three th- now, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. So there's yeah, like three did- of those it's- and like five Twilights, and everyone always seems to say yeah. like, oh yeah, the like the plot isn't the plot isn't good. Like that's not yeah. like at least it seems like that isn't why people are watching these films. Like they yeah. go in there to like blush a little. Yeah. Yeah.
1: trust. Trust. But then this is the thing. Like I um, I, I I can't. No film jumps to mind for me of a romance film that's successful where they the, the leading cast aren't meant to be good looking. You know, like I can't think of any film where they've cast. Mm. I don't even want to be cussing out anyone's looks or anything, but where they have yeah, cast two not very attractive leads. You know, whereas no, in real life, it's come funny, on, like it's funny that because you find that
0: i would agree with you about film but you find that in like in tv there's a lot more like diversity and like romantic leads like i mean for i mean obviously well okay the the prime example the show was literally called ugly Betty, and yeah. that was she, she was a romance lead yeah and like and look at uh like Amy, like amy and uh bernadette in um big bang theory big bang. like they're mm. not they like they are like they are a, they are romance roles but they're not the characters mm. aren't portrayed as like they're not they're not like portrayed for physical appearance if you know what i mean like there's like a much yeah. wider range in television than in film with the genre which is weird
1: but then you've got who's the lead in that? Is it Penny?
0: Yeah, Kay- yeah, Kaylee Kuko.
1: Kuko, yeah. However yeah, you say her surname. She's uh. She's. All yeah, right. but she, isn't she? yeah, but I'm. Yeah, but I'm just saying.
0: I'm saying in general, there's diver- There's diversity mm. in TV, even though that. Even though, of course, yeah, like yeah. the classic is always the. The uh, like, you know, you just cast someone that's physically. Attractive. attractive
1: yeah I mean. peak when will, then, when no, will no, I we get our to... time to shine <laughs> <laughs> one day mate one day my friend um, but then again I mean I say that like look at half of Adam Sandler's movies are romances and he just puts himself with the most the best looking people going doesn't he he's <laughs> just like Jennifer Aniston yeah go on then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just I'll just throw you in. I just you know what I mean. Sunless oh, totally. Yeah,
0: it's funny that because there was even um, well, I guess actually well one of the things I wanted to even think about with like. I guess it's well, I, wait when did they when did that come out? Now I think it would have been too early to kind of count towards that like era, but if you look at yeah. like. Yeah, the romance plot in something like the Star Wars prequels, that is like a very ham-fisted, like... R- like. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just George Lucas's directing and writing, but that is another one where it's like you kind of get that... It's like it's the romance plot. But, yeah. it, is, but it is a bit weak. I mean, even that... I mean, know, I Anakin more and... The bad flipping... writing, huh? Yeah, Anakin and Padme.
1: Is awful bro. That is an awful love story. Like mm. yeah, I don't the- feel anything for Padme, you know what I mean? They don't really give her enough time for me for her agree. to be for me to be invested in her for one or for me to mm. really give a fuck when she dies, you know. Like
0: Yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you.
1: But then you've got Hayden Christensen going crazy and it's like, come on, bro, you, you didn't even really like her. Like, it doesn't seem like yeah. you didn't really like her that much. <laughs> it's
0: it's one of those ones where I feel like in in Attack of the Clones, you're meant to buy that they're falling in love. But if it wasn't for the soundtrack, I wouldn't really buy it. And actually, would I mean, to be fair, I do say one of my fa- I mean even though I've just fucking slated it. I do always say one of my favorite kisses in movies is when Anakin and Padme kiss before going out into the arena. But that is mostly because the score absolutely sells it to you. And like, it's like, it's always like the score makes up for the acting (laughs) because the score makes you believe like, Oh man, like this really is like some kind of like all or nothing confession Mm -hmm. where they're like, Oh, we could die. But you know, we like, like that, at that moment when they kiss, I believed it. But I good I music guess that was can kind save of the, a uh
1: can save yeah. a scene. <laughs> if uh yeah. if Ron O'Neill taught me anything at uni it was that if the acting's bad, the lighting's bad, the camera's bad, just make sure you've nailed the sound and mm. you're you're good. Yeah, if you <laughs> have bad
0: sound, you have a bad movie. What are the that's like one of the first that's like day one university.
1: <laughs> yeah. It all comes down to the sound at the end of the day. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Actually, well, you know, I even, yeah. I mean, just just to kind of go back, well, I guess go further. Star Wars right. is something that, like, I I guess it just because it is it is the space opera, so maybe maybe I'm like too much expecting there to be loving it. But one of the things that yeah. kind of annoyed me with the sequel trilogy, like you know, like seven, eight, nine,
1: yeah, 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 is it
0: felt like they hadn't they hadn't figured out the
1: romance plot
0: even though you oh, can no, sort of... Hmm?
1: And then... Uh, yeah, that, well, I'll carry on. Carry on before I think... So I think you'll probably mention it and I'll jump oh, in no, a would... little rant with it. Oh, I was just going to say that it's like it felt like they didn't
0: figure it out because it was like, at first, you're like... You're kind of... I feel like you're meant to believe Finn and Ray were attracted to yeah. each other. And then he went off with Rose all of a sudden and then... There was the whole like Kylo and Ray thing that just kind of, like all of us like again was just all of a sudden in there.
1: Awful. Awful. Yeah, no yeah. Such it a was, it was it was not good bro, what that that kiss is is I'd put it up there in like what top three worst movie kisses, like just for why. There's, no, oh, there's no not Oh new... not the uh the one Ray with Finn and, and Rose oh it just wasn't needed man it just yeah. wasn't needed they didn't need to be together they could have just left it it'd have been better if they left it because I'd, i've not for once believed that they're in love with each other. Like, yeah I, that was I exactly that that's like. what
0: that's what the, the trouble was is it was like because like sometimes you just can't believe it and ultimately like it if if you're making a romance anything And you can't believe that the two characters are in love. Because I I do count Star Wars as, like, a romance story. Just because it... At least it always has been. And so if you can't nail that... You can't nail... I mean, it's in the name. Romance film. If you can't do romance, you've you've fucked up the film. Yeah, yeah, trust
1: me. And then, like, yeah, to be fair, like, I'd... Even then, I wouldn't, um, you know, if they if they'd have got together by the end of Force Awakens, maybe Finn and Ray, but after that, I was like, mm. and I'm just like, just let Ray be this strong, independent female figure. Yeah, that's like, like, that's she, where she I she thought doesn't doesn't was man, going innit?
0: after like,
1: after eight. She she doesn't need like anyone in it. Just let her do her own thing. She's on this own her own journey, kind of thing. Like what? Yeah. There's just no need for I, it, and then... I
0: find that that seems to be the trapping of. I think it's it's the it's the only like downside to the romance genre, is that it at least, it's it, it There always seems to be a kind of out for men within the genre, but mm. whenever it's a woman, it was always like a make or break, Like they have to fall in love, or they, or their life is gonna end, kind of shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like there's, there's, you're never kind of given that alternative with the female character in the romance movie, or at no. least, or at least none that I can think of.
1: Or is it, yeah, no, not um, none that I can really think of either. Maybe a bit like, I, I, what I'm enjoying seeing a lot more now is like just lesbian couples in general on television and film. We're starting mm-hmm. to see. A shift in that. I don't know if that's co- film companies trying to be politically correct or whatnot, but it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air in right. what has been a, a genre that's always been the same kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, to be fair, the most recent example I could think of it was just as we were talking about Gly Manor. Um, I, yeah, I was thinking having, the same. Having yeah, having that be her character arc, you know, like because that's why she she's not into it yeah that's, that's a big part of like her initial trauma for the first half of the series and then her redemption with the gardener you know is
0: yeah that, it's, that. that's exactly that's an in, it's an interesting one that's like it's because i remember this because this was one of the first things like i i like i messaged georgie about this once uh and it was like one of the first things i said to her I was just like it's so fun that like because like i i like one of my favorite like funny tropes because it's so like you know oh it's so lady chatterly like kind of shit yeah
1: yeah is yeah. the
0: idea of like the governess and the and the gardener like oh it's that it's that classic like oh she's fallen for yeah. the gardener thing so it's like it, they met it, so like it, it they got to use like that classic romance trope governess and gardener mm. but were able to make it fresh and new because it was it was a homosexual it was a lesbian romance Mm. and so if like it it kind of it kind of opened it like it made it new just because you're not used to seeing it in like the like in tv and film even though it's Mm. it's essentially like a class it's like it's it's almost retired that trope like (laughs) you know what i mean like you almost don't see that anymore and then it's been brought back in a new way
1: Yeah. So, interestingly, um, we were discussing on the finale of The Mandalorian, and my housemates were saying they can see a potential for. Do you know? Is it Cara Dune? Yeah. Um. And do you know the Deadshot, the assassin? Oh, uh, Fennec Ming Nwene. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. There
1: was there was a there was a couple moments in the episode where it was like, hang on, maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe remember, these two might um,
1: end up forming some dangerous love partnership. Yeah. Yeah, I can't
0: remember. I think I think maybe I had seen like I'd I had seen something similar of that said online. But my True. my favorite one was always the. Uh, I was always a big pusher for Fin. Like, well, again, going back to Star Wars, I was always a big believer in uh, Finn and Poe getting together. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And then oh actually I, should, uh, I could see that you know yeah and another fu- another funny one I got behind was the uh although well, I guess technically it could still happen with uh, Valkyrie with Captain Marvel because like you know how the, like the t- Tessa Thompson oh, and Brie Larson yeah, like both yeah, got into yeah. so into it online
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I could see that to be fair yeah that um mm. Oh yeah you'd believe it. Because especially Is, like if you, like, like, if you look have at they? Captain Marvel, same sex couple. Sorry, what? does the Marvel Universe have a same sex couple? Uh,
0: I can't think of one in the films.
1: No, I... No, I need...
0: no. no, but that but that was what <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say that about about like in the Captain Marvel film. I don't like they don't address it, but between her and her friend, who's what's the name? Uh, Anyways, you know, you know, like the the one that was in the army. She's old friends with. Yeah, yeah. They they, like trained as pilots together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: in a lot of their scenes, you kind of there is like a sort of like a lot of people Like yeah, there's that kind of thing where it's like it feels like there's a there's like a kind of an odds there's an unsaid romance between them in some scenes. Because at Mm. first I didn't really like I didn't even think about it because I was used to the comics where like I'm used to like I will. Carol was heterosexual so like in my head I was kind of like oh well, that's just a fact I already know but then like after yeah, yeah. like I re-watched after well, my other friend Sam told me this thing I say told me this thing but it was just like oh yeah you, like I thought it was yeah, very like palpable between them and then when I watch I was like oh yeah you know what you can like
1: you can feel you it. Can it you can see it there
0: yeah it's interesting mm. she could yeah she could be
1: The potential for it do have any other points you want to make? Or... No, kind of I, I was just about to say it's like, shall we should we wrap this wrap this crazy yeah, yeah. mother. I think that. I think that wraps us up quite nicely. It's a nice mm. little rounded discussion. Um Yeah. Yeah, uh this has been a nice surprise episode to be fair. Um mm. we didn't know we would be getting into this this morning. Um but it's nice to shout love to the romance films because I feel like they've been very neglected. We've, we've definitely discussed a lot of horror and sci-fi. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: if there's two, we've I covered. Feel,
1: <laughs> but I feel like romance films have been have been pushed to the back. When realistically, if, if it's not a sub plot to a genre, uh, a sub genre or a subplot to uh, to a film, yeah. romance is pretty much in every film and Mm. you know it usually plays quite a vital role unless you're forcing it like the last three Star Wars films um but yeah no it was it's been a pleasure
0: yeah it's been great live in love and we will
1: see you next week for a heist showdown between me and Rogan
0: oh yeah it's gonna be fun that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i looking forward to it. But yeah, God bless and good night.
0: 99.